Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. Hearing um, from parents who watched uh, this immediate reaction to the scene by parents of the school who weren't getting information. Just so many questions. Yeah, People wanting straight. to know. Um, what was actually happening. So you just heard, if you're just joining us, uh, we were hearing from a, w a woman who actually witnessed what actually played out afterwards, uh, the situation after that active shooting. So Others that will say something as well. So thank you. Thank you, Chief. Again, I, I want to uh, echo what Chief has said uh, in reference to the great support uh, and the great teamwork that has been taking place here. And, um, as well as uh, sending our, our heartfelt prayers uh, to the to the families, to this community uh, of these victims. Now, I, I know there'll be people who want to criticize us for prayers, but that's the way we do that in the South, right? All right, that is Police Chief John Drake of Nashville, who is briefing reporters on the deadly grade school shooting in Nashville at the Covenant School there this morning. Uh, the police confirming uh, six dead, three children one eight years old, two nine years old, and uh, three adults, including Catherine Kuntz, who is the head of the Covenant School. Uh, the police chief uh, also said uh, that the shooter has been identified as 28-year-old female Audrey Hale. He said she's a former student of the school and confirmed that Audrey Hale was a, identified herself as a transgender person. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 28th of March, year of our Lord, 2023. And here we are. Here we are with the shooting. A trans person shooting Christians. Our president talked about chocolate chip ice cream. USA Today extremist reporter blocked me when I asked him, you still think this? And then fed him all the info, including that last soundbite, because most of the media was too busy saying steal guns. Then they found out it was a trans person, and then they dropped it, just like Waukesha, just like every other one. I got a slide in here. The last fucking five have been trans people of color. So we're going to wade through it today. We're going to wade through it. We're not going to do it because we'd like to do it, but because things need to be pointed out. You can't sit here and talk about a president and tell people there's a genocide happening. They're being hunted down by white supremacists, the greatest threat to America that nobody can see. 
There are no groups out killing people. When you lie about all the data on every aspect of this for a political agenda by spreading out everybody who was arrested for J6 and saying it's little cells everywhere and lying about transgender data when we find out it's mostly black people killing them or beating them and there was only four people that were really two murders and two rapes two murders were by people they knew I mean in 2020 we had people campaigning on the trans genocide oh there's a genocide there's soldiers committing suicide at 17 a day but nobody gives a fuck we don't talk about that. You get banned off Twitter for saying that. So we're going to start out not with the shooter. And I know people don't like to identify it, but I'm going to identify it. We're going to talk about her today. Because she's a her. Here's all we've been doing for the last week. So I'm curious, as an expert on authoritarianism, what does this say to you? He, I mean, he couldn't be clearer about, you know, the, he, him as a cult leader going to Waco, where you had somebody who, uh, you know, demanded to be uh, treated as a god and, and you know, staged a whole siege uh, with federal government uh, authorities. And so Trump is, you know, he's, he's always communicating very clearly who he is, right? And so here he's, he's, he's the victim, uh, he's under siege, and he's prepared to, to do violence. It's the same language of incitement that we've heard time and again from the former president. We know that uh, late last week, the House Democratic leader, Hakeem Jeffries, was talking about how he was worried that somebody could get killed uh, with all of this yeah. rhetoric flying around. Are you worried about that, too? Well, I think it's a concern. The uh, rhetoric that he's using today uh, is not dissimilar to the type of rhetoric he used prior to January 6th. In fact, in some ways, it's more overt and blatant than the uh, uh events leading up to January 6th. I mean, he posted... Uh... Ron DeSantis is running on a, a 1950s America, not a 2050 America. America. DeSantis, let's go back to Florida here. Yeah. He announced an expansion of the controversial uh, lock, don't say gay. Many of these disgusting and insinuating attacks on trans and LGBT people are actually projections of what predatory cisgender and often straight men do when left alone in the presence of women or sometimes horribly children. So instead of getting you to challenge the patriarchy, they're trying to get you to challenge the very gender expressiveness that challenges patriarchy. Don't get it twisted because a lot of people attacking drag are projecting. Not transitioning was not leading me anywhere. She competed amidst criticism. 
criticism from the swimming community, competitors, and teammates. She said she hoped her persistence serves a larger purpose. People will say, oh, she just transitioned, so she would have an advantage, so she could win. I transitioned to be happy. And the one idea is how we are going to exterminate white people because that, in my estimation, is the only conclusion I have come to. We have to exterminate white people off of the face of the planet to solve this problem. Now, I don't care whether you clap or not, but I'm saying to you that we need to solve this problem because they are going to kill us. And I will leave on that. So we have to just set up our own system and stop playing and get very serious and not be diverted. That's just a small slice. I've played hours of stuff. And we're dealing with people who don't really have good mental health. It used to be called gender dysphoria. We used to say that these people, nothing wrong with them, they had a mental illness. A lot of people have mental illness. I suffered depression for a while survivor's guilt I never called it PTSD if I would have kept going it probably would have been classified as it as it as it as as that to try to get out of my mouth but we removed that because we said that was stigmatizing and it wasn't you are born that way because Lady Gaga came out with a song and a small percentage of the United States bullied everybody to get on in, you know, just get in line, including the science, and be woke. Here are just a few sound bites. These, I was going to play three of these today, but this is what we're dealing with. Being trans is so fucking hard and so fucking exhausting. Like I have been misgendered all fucking day every single interaction conversation everything just misgendered from the beginning day to now i'm just fucking sick of it i'm sick of correcting people who won't listen i'm and i'm sick of people not seeing me i'm sick of it i'm so sick of it and then i'm like oh well if i went on team this would never happen but i don't want to fucking go i just want people to believe that trans people exist and to look at me and think for a split second, like, oh, maybe they don't want to fucking be called a lady. Maybe, maybe that's... Okay, one, yes, I'm sitting in my car because my daughter's asleep. And yes, I'm using a beauty filter because it's been a long day educating the world's youth and I need it. But like, is anyone else tired of this like audio that's like, what's not clicking, clicking Steven? Like, I'm over it, especially when white women do it. Like, I'm just so tired of seeing white women use audios on TikTok that are like, clearly clearly given to us by the black community by black content creators and like no credit given no recognition of like where this originated like the amount of clout that white women have gotten off the backs of black content creators is unreal imagine a world where addison ray could only use content made by white people like that bitch would be a bum and let me just be clear i use the word bitch in a very loving term like i don't think addison ray is a bitch okay i don't even know her this is the internet but what i'm saying is like if white content creators only used audios and you know challenges that were created by other white content creators i don't think that this app would have as many white content creators with millions of followers and millions of dollars, like the amount of money and notoriety these people have is honestly credited almost solely to black content creators. 
Okay, I had no idea that I had changed the speed of the audio. And now, like, I went back and watched it and it's embarrassing. But I'm going to keep it because, like, I got through a lot of points in a small amount of time. So we're going with it. I don't mean this to come across like I'm saying white people should stick to white people shit and black people should stick to black people shit. Like, that sounds really divisive and that's really not what I'm trying to say. But it just kind of speaks to the privilege that white people have that anything that they want, they just take for themselves and use for their benefit. Can we talk about how it's actually horrifying that the Kardashians went out of their way to have kids with black men just so that they could have a closer proximity to black culture? Just so that when you call them out on appropriating black culture, they bring up their proximity to black people and their half black children. They bred their children like dogs. And as a black woman, you cannot change my opinion on this. And I know a lot of other black women and mixed black women feel the same way. That eventually at some point in their life, these kids will grow up and realize that one of the main reasons their parents had them is so that they could have a closer proximity to black culture. It's gonna be a horrifying moment for those kids. This behind me is St. George's Wharf in London. This pathway that I'm on is public space, but this park, if you can call that a park, isn't. It is for the use of the residents only, but as you can see, there are no residents in the park because it's a shit park. And yet, I can guarantee that this park fulfills perfectly its role. It adds value to the surrounding properties, not by providing a pleasant space for the residents, but by asserting the exclusiveness of this complex. The only function of this area is to be a marker of social segregation. It makes the residents feel superior, and it sends the message to everyone else that they're not worthy of that space. This is one of the many ways in which the space can be violent in this country and reinforce and affirm social segregation. outstanding that my friend thinks I want to go to lunch with my other friend who is Latina after I know she voted for Trump I can't do that my friend was like it's just a matter of difference of opinion difference of opinion no it's about right or wrong it's about having morals or not having morals difference of opinion is I prefer scrambled eggs with cheese and you prefer eggs over easy that's a difference of opinion you know what? Any choice is fine. It doesn't hurt anyone. But choosing Trump, which is actually hurtful to people, and especially people of color, absolutely not. Not ready to forgive. I don't know how you guys feel about it, and how are you guys doing with your friendships? Let me know. Why does it matter? Oh, it doesn't matter to you. I'm so, I mean, but to me, I'm a male. Okay? Okay. So. What are you? So I can call you a sir or ma'am. What are you? What would you assume looking at me? What are you? What would you assume looking at me? I assume that you're a man. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Whatever. Many people ask me, how do you use they, them pronouns for a singular person? Well, it's really easy. All you have to do is use it the same way that you would talk about a group of people. So for example, I, Addison, use they, them pronouns. In that case, you talk about me like this. I know Addison. They are amazing. Their dress and their hair are amazing. And I'm so proud to know them. 
Now, a fun fact about they, them pronouns is that they've been used in a singular context for centuries. Even going back to Shakespearean times, there's actual documentation and literature using they and them in singular contexts. But if that still doesn't convince you to use they, them pronoun, I'll leave you with this piece of information. Our language is constantly changing and adapting. We're evolving to find new terms and language to self-identify. So get with the times. Don't be an asshole. The reason we have so much discrimination in the world today is because you feed your children animal products. From birth, we're taught that certain animals, like pets, should be loved and cared for. But then these animals over here, cows, pigs, chickens, and fish, should be tortured and murdered. We don't question these sorts of things when we're taught this as a child. If you're told a lie enough times, it becomes your reality. Teaching this to kids is the root of all discrimination that we see in the world. Just imagine if we taught our children to treat all animals fairly and not to treat certain beings or species differently just because they might look a bit different from us or they're not as intelligent. If we teach humans not to discriminate based on species, we would 100% see far less discrimination amongst our own species as humans. People always say that we should worry about our own species before we start worrying about the animals, but we've got it all backwards. Let's stop indoctrinating our future generations to discriminate between species, and then maybe we can fix some of the things that we see between humans today. I got cornered by three of my sixth grade students at lunch today, and they came up to me all excited. They were like, Miss Collins, Miss Collins, what's your sexuality? And I said, why do you need to know that right now? Um, and they were like, oh, I don't know. I just think you'd be like a super fun, like, bi or pan person. And I said, well, I don't really know how much I'm allowed to talk about this to students, but um, does looking at my shoelaces help? And these kids just flipped out. They were so excited. Two, three. I wear a mask to school. I wear a mask to school. Hi ho the Dario. I wear a mask to school. It helps to keep me safe. It helps to keep me safe. Hi ho the Dario. It helps to keep me safe. It keeps my friends safe. It keeps my friends safe. Hi ho the Dario, it keeps my friends safe. And let me see a hooray! Put your hands hooray. up in the air! So I came out as non-binary a little over a year ago. When I started interviewing for jobs, I was still in the closet about my gender identity. I was also dating a guy at the time and was afraid to come out because he was straight. Well, that relationship ended and after I got a job and moved out to Seattle and after I saw how accepting my district was, I finally became open about being non-binary. I do get a lot of questions from students at the beginning of the semester and I just answer those very honestly. When we do class introductions, I have everyone include their pronouns and I talk about why it matters. And I always encourage students to ask questions if they don't quite understand because I know to a lot of those students, I'm probably the first non-binary teacher they've ever had. I always assume good intent with my students so if someone makes a joke or cracks a comment, then I use it as an opportunity to educate them. Patience and love are key. To the baristas at my Starbucks, 
I am so sorry that I strolled in without having a mask on, even though the mask mandate was lifted and I am fully vaccinated because you don't know me. You don't know that about me. I apologize. To the man at Starbucks who got offended when I yelled, oh my God, I'm not a fucking Republican. I'm so sorry. I believe in science. I'm not sorry. To my mom who I was on the phone with, I'm sorry I said fucking. I am so tired of catering to cis people's feelings because I do. I do it every time I go to a restaurant and the server says, hi, ladies, and I don't correct them. Every time I choose the women's washroom because people expect that of me and it makes them comfortable. Every time I go to the grocery store and ignore being called miss or ma'am. Every time a close friend misgenders me and my immediate response is to say, no, it's okay as long as you're trying. It's not okay. And I'm not okay, because in order for any of you to even entertain the idea of respecting my existence, I have to water down all of my emotions, lest I live up to the whiny crybaby's trans stereotype that you all have in your heads. Because God forbid you take someone seriously when they are showing valid emotion. I hate that straight people have taken the incredibly complex and nuanced thing that is the queer experience and stolen it oversimplified it, bastardized it, commodified it, and then they try to straight-splain it back to us as if they know more about it than we do. I hate that we have to make ourselves either entirely invisible or shove our identities into neat little stereotypes that they can easily digest in order for them to take us seriously. I hate having to infantilize and handhold straight people constantly in order to reduce the chances of a temper tantrum and the subsequent revocation of their support. I hate the idea of the ever-patient, ever-willing-to-teach queer that straight people seem to think encapsulates all of us. I am not your fucking encyclopedia. I am far too busy living my own life to attempt to educate you for hours on end without monetary compensation or at least without the insistence constantly that I'm not being as nice as you want me to be. If you're so interested, do a modicum of research yourself, and if you won't even do that, you're not actually interested. See, this is a really interesting comment because I know the commenter didn't think about really what he was saying he just wanted to leave a hate comment which is fine um but my question is why is being unhealthy a bad thing first of all obviously not all fat people are unhealthy but let's say they were what is the moral issue with being unhealthy why does that make you a bad person because that's how we get to the core of fat phobia right there is a moral assignment with the idea of being fat whereas we associate thinness with good and fat with bad but why is that why do you think if you've been living under a bubble then let me tell you the right is trying to destroy public education you might watch a video like this and you're like this person's not smart at all wow no they know what they're doing i'm not bashing all charter schools but charter schools are a place where problematic things can happen let me share an experience from a charter school i interviewed at in texas where no i did not take the job i interviewed for a school librarian position i was really excited because i was like okay i think i'm gonna go back to teaching this year after having my daughter I was told that the board hand selects every single book that goes into the library and you cannot put a single book into the library without the board's approval. So I straight up asked, can I teach a book with a gay couple in it? And they were like, oh, if it's not explicit, that means no. That is an example of what people like this and what people on the right want to do with public education. And remember, charter schools like that one that I just described are all government funded. We are paying for that school to exist. It's day 366 of being a girl, and yesterday was the best day of my life. So, we're here tonight, and we're here live to celebrate day 365 of being a girl. Hello, 
ways and heels. Brands I love offering deals. Sharing my facial feminization reveal. So many people have joined me along the way. For one whole trip around the sun, I've shared my life with everyone. Spring, summer, fall, winter, back to spring. You lifted me up through everything. In TikToks, I've been measuring it for 525,600 minutes. So we're here tonight, and we're here live to celebrate day 365. Day 365 of being a girl. Dylan does dating! And here are my hard musts when it comes to dating. So on OkCupid, they ask you a ton of great and interesting questions to get to the heart of who you are and what you're looking for. The one there, the second one in is 13 minutes of cringe. Cringe. So you push this on all levels. In the previous, you saw ESPN push it. Woman of the year, a dude. And you tell them there's a genocide. You keep saying there's a right-wing conspiracy. Everywhere is white supremacy. What do you think is going to happen? Here is the surveillance and this person's account that was scrubbed by LinkedIn and everywhere else. This happens every time this goes down. The actual social media companies, people get screen prints, he, him, and it's gone. They scrub it all because they want to protect that group. But this is that person's account and video of what they did. The Metro Nashville police releasing surveillance video of the moments leading up to the shooting there at the Covenant School, that grade school that left three young children dead and three administrators dead as well. We want to show you that right now. We want to just warn you that uh, this is very graphic and viewer discretion is advised. It does show the moments uh, the shooter entered the school uh, and began looking around. Uh, let's watch. Okay, so there you can see the vehicle the shooter drove, that 28-year-old from Nashville driving up in the parking lot here uh, of the school. This was released just uh, moments ago by the Metro Nashville Police Department. 
the shooter, who the police identified as Audrey E. Hale, saying that the individual identifies as transgender, entered the building by firing through a side door. There you see it. The shooter walks in, kicks the glass. Armed with two assault-style weapons and a handgun. That's according to John Drake. He's the Nashville Police Department chief there. So remember, the police identified six victims in this shooting there, the shooter. And you can see bracing the weapon, the sirens, it looks like, going off there. And remember, viewer discretion is advised. Uh, this literally just happened this morning, uh, and emotions are still raw and still very, very fresh for this community. Uh, as now they are seeing this as well. The moments uh, that that 28-year-old shooter walked into the Covenant School there in Metro Nashville and started shooting. There it looks like they pass some type of front entrance. This is at a... Jonathan Leverich's investigates praying for Nashville. The shooter has been identified, and it is a female, a female Covenant Christian School in Nashville. It is being reported that seven people died, including three children, two adults, and the shooter. The shooter, which is a female, identified. I put the female's photo on the thumbnail of this video and gathering more details about this female shooter it's very very sad situation but the female had multiple guns in her possession why did this female do it i am digging in deep into this female's background associates why did this happen at a christian school in nashville tennessee subscribe to my channel like hit the notification button the female's name photo is right there on the thumbnail. I'm not going to show it at this time, but I am digging in deep, getting to the bottom of this. Stay tuned. Praying for Nashville. Everyone be safe. God bless. Hi, I'm Audrey Hale, and I built Satellite. I did not expect to be asked to go to Maker Faire for my school science project, but... It, it didn't end there. I was picked to go to the White House. Um, pretty much. That was some guy. And that was her as a little girl. That video of her talking about science. She had a YouTube channel. I just searched it. And there she was. That's, that's the little girl when she was a little girl. And, and before we get into responses and all the evil slides I'm going to put up, this just happened last week.
We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. Yeah. Well, I think the women will rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane speaking. Yeah. And, 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 and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's the truth. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. But We're I, not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well, it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> murder. She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run with it. Yeah, that's the worst. She's joking. just kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about... <laughs> Let's move on and talk about Jane's activism. No pushback. No call for withdrawals. It's normal. It happens every week. I mean, just... It's what we do. And this person who's mentally unstable, that was on her account. Transitioning to a guy. Here's it. And doesn't do too well. Just doesn't do too well with it. And why would they? They're being told there is a genocide. They're being told that people are out to get them. I mean, they didn't even want to believe it. It took forever for them to accept that it was a trans person. And then they just got rid of it. That's all over Twitter. That is all over Twitter. This this isn't like rocket scientry. It's all over Twitter. It's okay. Trans rights shoot people. That's what she used to look like. Simultaneously last night that didn't get any airtime, a staffer of Rand Paul was beaten up and stabbed in D.C. If it was left wing, it would be connected. Media didn't even cover it. So this is how the media covered it. You're going to hear um, KGP blame Republicans. It, it's just, just all garbage. As you all know, President Biden has taken more action than any president in history on gun safety. From nearly two dozen 
two dozen actions, including the executive order he just signed last month, or this, this month, pardon me, to the bipartisan, bipartisan Safer Communities Act legislation he signed into law after the tragedy in Uvalde and Buffalo. He also believes it's not enough. We must do more, and he wants Congress to act because enough is enough. In his State of the Union, the President called on Congress to do something to stop the epidemic of gun violence, tearing families apart, tearing communities apart. How many more children have, have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban? Of course, so many just learning uh, about this horrific shooting earlier today that has left at least six victims dead in Nashville. Um, I expect we will be hearing from all kinds of people in the coming hours and days. But we have just heard uh, from the first lady, Dr. Jill Biden. She reacted at an event here in Washington, D.C. Let's take a listen. You know, I, I hate to say what I'm going to say next because... You know, you're so enthusiastic and with so much energy and hope, and I feel it. But while you've been in this room, I don't know whether you've been on your phones, but um, we just learned about another shooting in Tennessee, a school shooting. And I am truly without words. And our children deserve better. Understand what might make you rethink your position if it's not going to be dead kids. Dead kids didn't work in Newtown. Dead kids didn't work in Sandy Hook. Dead kids didn't really work in Uvalde. Uh, the NRA works. Uh, their, their political power, their money that they make, the gun manufacturers' money, and that's what pushes the NRA. Uh, it's it just, it's, the, it's, it's horrific to think that the Congress people won't adjust their thinking and do anything better than thoughts and prayers. I mean, that's what we've heard from people, is uh, praying. You know, that's fine. But you got to do more than prayer. you got to get guns out of these people's hands and out of their access. And you're not going to stop all the killings, but you'll stop some of them. And, and it's just a matter of we don't need more assault weapons. We don't need more um, high-capacity magazines. We've got to have these red flag laws everywhere, because if there's a red flag out there, we need to take it and check these people out. Uh, that's that's another way to stop them. But right now in Congress, it's pathetic. Uh, I, it's it's hard for me to, to 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 serve up there now with some of the people that I have to serve with. I mean, I, I they, they're part of the danger. I mean, they could go. Um, I'm not going to get into that. But tonight, a targeted attack in Tennessee, a scene that has become all too common in America, a mass shooting, this time at a private Christian grade school in Nashville. We've just learned more about the six victims, the three children, all nine years old, the three adults in their 60s. One of them, Catherine Kuntz, was the head of the school. The other adults, a substitute teacher and a custodian. Well, tonight, police have identified the shooter as a 28-year-old woman who previously attended the school and left behind a manifesto. Police confronted and quickly killed the shooter. These pictures of young kids holding hands to evacuate the school are reminiscent of the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School 10 years ago. And this heartbreaking photo, a young girl terrified on a bus on her way to be reunited with her family at a nearby church. Our local affiliate WTVF says those kids arrived to their parents 
singing. It's all a chilling reminder about the leading cause of death for America's children, guns. For decades, it was car accidents that were the main cause. Well, not anymore. Since 2020, firearms overtook crashes as the number one cause of death for kids. Police said the shooter was heavily armed, prepared to do even more harm. Well, today, President Biden renewed his call on Congress. That's Steve Cohn blaming Republicans. They're the danger. They're the danger. This happened last week, and some would call this an insurrection. your testimony? Heat from fire and fire from heat. My name is Loren Perkins. I'm a transgender person, and I'm here to testify against SB 12, SB 1601, and any future anti-trans, queer, or other LGBTQIA legislation that comes before this body. I have appeared before the city council, but this is my first time that I've graced this chamber with my presence, so my voice may be shaky, my hands may be trembling, but it is not out of fear or trepidation, but out of indignation and righteous anger. I've been graciously provided by this body a mere two minutes to plead the case for my humanity. This morning, I spent not an inconsequential amount of time pondering what to wear, how to do my makeup, what I should sound like, how I could best present myself to make my humanity clear and obvious to this committee. Isn't that a shame? In reality, it should be obvious that I'm deserving of the same rights and privileges afforded everyone else. By hiding your bigotry behind children like cowards, you will find yourself on the wrong side of history. By manipulating the words of an ancient text and shoehorning it into legislation aimed at an at-risk minority population, you liken yourselves to another group that gained popularity in Germany in the 1930s. If you have ever wondered what you would have done had you been a member of the so-called greatest generation, then simply look around to what you are doing in this moment. When a small man with a smaller mustache stood before crowds and proclaimed himself superior to others, I see you here doing the same. The first books that the Nazi party burned were those of Magnus Hirschfeld and the Institute of Sexual Health. Some of the first imprisoned under the Nazi party rule were homosexual and transgender people. Likely the first woman to undergo a a successful gender reassignment surgery was killed in that same prison. When those prison camps were freed by the Allies, we were the ones who were still kept in prison for our so-called crimes for loving who we love, and for living our truth. We can see through this veneer of legislation and assess the intended target, the continued marginalization and othering of the LGBTQIA plus community, rhetoric intended to strike fear into the hearts of the people of this state. I will not sit here and debate your fascist ideology as peddlers of intolerance deserve no such stage on a public forum. I will not appear for the notion of tax base of jobs or business growth in this state. They are inconsequential of the recognition of the basic rights of your fellow humans. Thank you for your testimony. The bill is two seconds away from the outdated discriminatory three articles laws of the 20th century and I will not stand for it. We will not stand for it. We may not win today and we may not win tomorrow, but we will persist as we always have in the fight of your oppression. If you wish to eradicate transgenderism from the public life, as members of your party have said, didn't even make the news. They took over the floor. We have had so much of this. Um, just so much just ratcheting it up USA Today specifically with Will Carlisle anti-drag bills no coverage 
of any of this. I mean, this just... Men wouldn't pretend to be transgender and get into women's spaces, harm girl. These are all people that are trannies that have gone into women's bathrooms and accosted people in stalls. This is completely ignored by the media. They, they don't cover it. All different colors. As stated last podcast, here's NPR. Here is, uh, which one is this? This is uh, The Guardian. If others have rifles, we'll have rifles. Lauding them, just arming themselves. A.G. Hamilton. If I understand this correctly, if a shooter has right-wing views and the right-wing rhetoric is responsible, if the shooter has left-wing views, then the right policies are responsible. Very convenient. It is. Yesterday, there was a lot of this. Let me see. I think I've gone out of this slideshow. Let's go to... uh, No. I think I'm fucked up now. Yeah, I'm fucked up. Let's uh, let's do it in this one because I don't think I picked this slide up. This this was more important than most everything they talked about yesterday. I'm gonna pause for a second and get these because it's it's too much. All right, sorry about that. Most of the media just was worried about misgendering. That, yeah, sorry. We misgendered. Five times CNN misgendered, no correction. Misgendering does not make anything better. That, that's how unimportant these people are. They're just not important. We'll get to that in a second. Let's just go to the ugly. And, um... I uh I I really don't have words for some of this stuff. This is a Tennessee person um <clears throat> losing their shit over response. If you think Tennessee will respond to today's deadly school shooting by passing laws to make it harder to get a gun, you're mistaken. The GOP legislator for for years allowing adults to carry a gun without a permit which passed in 2021 and blah blah. I said Maybe the media and the left need to tone down that we are killing trans people, erasing trans babies if we don't let Drake story hour and three-year-olds transition. Repeated by MSM and Biden and violent rhetoric works both ways and events like this should be called out. And it's the trans day of vengeance. News week. Promptly after finding out that it was a trans person... Drag shows and gender-affirming care for minors were banned in Tennessee this month while assault weapons remain legal. Deflecting off that it was an unstable person that did it. Um, I think I played... Did I play... Where did I play it? Did I play it? Yeah, up in the beginning. 
don't get it twisted by AOC that it's really right-wingers coming after your kids. Yeah, that's nice. That's that's great. Great. This guy's... Um, oh, which one is this? I already covered that one. This is actually a real tweet. Very surprising to be a mass shooting at a Christian school, given that lack of prayer is often blamed for these horrible events. Is it possible they weren't praying enough or correctly despite being a Christian school? David Pakman. He uh, deleted it. He's a talk show host. He won't have to retract that. USA Today, who banned me. I mean, he blocked me because I'm about to get into his slides. Yeah. That's more important. It doesn't matter that this happened. It's more about importance. This has been up. It's still up on Twitter. Nobody will take it down. These are actual tweets. It's a school's fault. NBC has ID'd the Nashville school shooter, Audrey Hale, who identifies transgender and had no previous criminal record. Nashville is home to the Daily Wire, a hub of anti-trans activity. So that's actually, that's the problem. Okay. That's um, a garbage human. Professor, it's more admirable to kill a racist, homophobic, transphobic speaker than shout them down. Wayne State, is this one of your professors publicly calling for murder on campus? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Then the really ugly. I still think Tennessee got what it deserved today. You can't victimize people nonstop and expect something bad not to happen. This was Andy NGO who got assaulted. Um, they're, they're just, or got a, a threatened by Antifa, and I shared that with him. I think that was the edge that made him ban me. This is all true. All the shooters are trans. People of color. It's not the white guy anymore. Media just doesn't want to touch it anymore. They they just don't care. This is pre-banning. I want to just make the point. This guy is... I'm trying to find the exact one. (laughs) 
Please define how and why this is extremism. So yeah, no, I won't be covering this because it isn't extremism in any way. Hope that answered your question. And I posted to him everything that we just saw. Everything. And he just banned me. Because that's how he dealt with it. Because why actually deal with the truth? They have built this cocoon of lies that the right are the only people who have violent rhetoric. The right. Every day they pump on MSNBC, CNN, Twitter, WAPO, New York Times. The right is evil. There are white supremacists hunting people down and killing them. They do all this to benefit them in elections. It gets people to go vote for Democrats because they're scared. But it's all a lie. It's not happening. But why tell the truth when you can just keep this narrative going? And I know i got a long way to get to the point, but all of this is stuff I covered. And... uh, It will not be covered on the USA Today. So let's go into our soapbox quickly. Here is Chuck Todd being the good Democrat that he is. I dog TikTokers all the time, and I'm pulling a TikTok right now. But when I finished the show, went up a shower and got changed, the full video of the two cops who took out the shooter got released. And the media is not playing it. So in... MNPD officer Rex Eaglebert, and my glasses upstairs, a four-year veteran, Michael Colazzo, a nine-year veteran, veteran, were part of the team of first responders at Covenant Campus Monday morning. They fired on the active shooter who was killed. This is their body camera footage in full. Um, I'm not some SF badass, but you know, I went to many a school for Mount back in the day and you know that's what we did in the 101st we were pretty damn good with it Um, these guys are just impressive they literally closed with and neutralized the target double tap to their down and it is just pretty impressive it's impressive stuff so to close the loop on that chapter before I go into the soapbox I wanted to get this in here so everybody could see it because it's not going to be aired and uh, we'll talk more on it next podcast. So here it is. Hey, hold the air. Go, go. There you go, second floor. I don't have a radio closet. No, locked door. Where do they go in? First floor, first floor, first floor. Hold there, y'all. Somebody hold there. Hit that door. Rifle first. Rifle first. Blue, go. Go, 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 go. Go. 
Move. Move. I'm with you. Go away. Go stairs, go stairs, go. Go, 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 Push with LPVO. Push with LPVO. Go right. Move, move. Watch out, watch out. Move. Stop moving. Stop moving. Watch left, watch left. Suspect down, suspect down. Hey, hold the air. All right, it sounds like you have a defense ready to go, but everything you've described it, you know, is probable. I mean, if you're a prosecutor, you know, you're making these claims. Great, show us your proof of it. It seems like there's enough at dispute here that actually this belongs in a court of law to resolve this. Of course it doesn't belong in a court of law, Chuck. Listen, again, you can't bring a case, cobble two misdemeanors together to try and make a felony to meet the statute of limitations when not, not one misdemeanor exists. There is no crime here. There's not even a bad act, okay? Again, detractor of Donald Trump or not, there's a crime here. I mean, the, the crime is doing the one this. that Michael Cohen, the I mean, there is a campaign finance crime that he has pled guilty no. to <laughs> that Chuck. involves the former president. Chuck. So Chuck. there's a crime but, at... at at no. the core of this issue. Wrong. Well, oh, but that's wrong. not what the federal you're government says. If you listen Michael to his, Cohen no, time. you're wrong. What did I'll he tell you why you're wrong. Can I tell you? Can I? Uh, a million different crimes. I mean, the guy was committing tax and medallion frauds, other frauds, other perjury. Listen, you. If you want to just say it, fine. But if you let me answer, which is when Michael Cohen pled guilty. He said something that was so crucial to campaign finance law, and it's what every expert has used. Even if you accept the word of a convicted perjurer, liar, a guy who's lied in every form he's ever been in, um, he said when he pled guilty that this was done for the benefit of the campaign and for personal embarrassment to the mm -hmm. client and his family, including his young son, Barron. Once he said the end part, it takes it out of campaign finance law. It's personal funds. Right. It had to be used exclusively for the campaign. It's like me buying a suit to go on the campaign so I could look uh, better than if I had an old reggae suit on. That's a personal expenditure. It's not a campaign expenditure. Even though it benefits the campaign, it's not a, pers a campaign expenditure. So when Michael Cohen said it was both for personal and campaign uses or, or reasons, that takes it out of exclusively right. campaign finance law, and there is well, no crime. I'm telling you, Chuck, that's the law on campaign finance. We're going to find out. It is a very murky law on campaign finance, but it does, like I said, it sounds like... For sure. They know it's bullshit, but he's not going to say it's bullshit. And they, he even tried to corner this guy on bullshit. 
I mean, fuck, that's a meet the press. To TikTok. Um, this is pretty good shit. I, I'm playing a little montage here. Um, with Starting with AOC, who got money from TikTok. Uh, Gutfeld mocking, another section of mocking, an SNL sketch, the only negative Trump one they've, or a Biden one they've done to date on TikTok. Hey everyone, this is Rep AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and this is my first TikTok. Now, this is not only my first TikTok, but it is a TikTok about TikTok. Now, this week, the CEO of TikTok came and testified before Congress as there is growing rumblings and discussion over a nationwide ban on the app. Do I believe TikTok should be banned? No. Why should TikTok not be banned? First of all, I think it's important to discuss how unprecedented of a move this would be. The United States has never before banned a social media company from existence, from operating in our borders. And this is an app that has over 150 million Americans on it. Some of the arguments about banning TikTok have come in with respect to uh, discussions around Chinese surveillance and utilization of, of data that is tracked and the enormous amount of tracking uh, on US citizens that, and data that is harvested by TikTok. And they say, because of this egregious amount of data harvesting, we should ban this app. However, that doesn't really address the core of the issue, which is the fact that major social media companies are allowed to collect troves of deeply personal data about you that you don't know about without really any significant regulation whatsoever. In fact, the United States is one of the only developed nations in the world that has no significant data or privacy protection laws on the books. The EU, for example, has something known as the GDPR, which really forces an, an enormous amount of protection on individual users and the amount of data uh, that companies can collect about you without your knowledge. So to me, the solution here is not to ban an individual company, but to actually protect Americans from this kind of egregious data harvesting that companies can do without your significant ability to say no. And usually when the United States is proposing a very major move that has something to do with significant risk to national security, one of the first things that happens is that Congress receives a classified briefing. And I can tell you that Congress has not received a classified briefing around the allegations of national security risks regarding TikTok. So why would we be proposing a ban regarding such a significant issue without being clued in on this at all? It just doesn't feel right to me. And additionally, this case needs to be made to the public. We are a government by the people and for the people. And if we want to make a decision as significant as banning TikTok, and we believe, or someone believes, that there's really important information that the public deserves to know about why such a decision would be justified, 
that information should be shared with the public as well. Jimmy oh Fallon, host of Fox Across America, Fox News Radio, Fox Nation, joins us now. Jimmy, this is how you end the TikTok dancing trend. Teenagers <laughs> looking at it and go, I'm out. Not doing it anymore. I thought we were covering an election, but this turned into a reality show called America's Got Issues. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And you know what every one of those candidates has in common? What? They're gonna lose. Oh, yeah. This is a desperate place to be, is like the creepy older person trying to look hip to court the youth vote. All you're actually doing is getting your information stolen from China. Congratulations. But, but, but that's the question. Why? Why, when they're doing the calculus with their pollsters and with their strategists, do they think looking like the old drunk guy at the wedding? Happy Tuesday. So as war rages on, what are the other world leaders doing in response? In Britain, the guy with fish and chips on his head actually met with oil and gas industries yesterday to figure out his country's energy plan as it looks to move away from Russian gas. Now compare that to us, where the remedial class known as the Biden administration looks to teenage TikTokers to coordinate messaging on Russia's invasion of Ukraine and blame Putin for rising gas prices. Not surprising in a White House where the only adult thing are the diapers. Why is gas so expensive and why is the United States inflation rate at a four-time decade high? I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is $7 and here's what they said. Russia is one of the top three producers of oil and it is actually their number one revenue source. Now with Putin starting this horrific fight between Ukraine and Russia, nobody wants to work with him and do an international trade. So with people being scared of war and limited resources, prices are bound to go up as well. That was terrible. <laughs> so that was one of the 30 influencers at a March Zoom meeting with White House officials and NSC staffers. And they definitely influenced me to throw up all over my lap. What's Joe going to do next? Hit up the half-naked soccer moms on OnlyFans for immigration tips? So while Ukrainians die and Americans raid their 401ks to buy groceries, our leaders are chatting up obnoxious brats about how to lie to the American people. But maybe that's the White House's emotional level. And rather than try to figure out a way to stop the next world war, they fret about rising gas prices, ruining their political chances. Because with libs, it only comes down to holding power. But this is also what happens when there are no adults in the room. Back in the day, serious people took serious things seriously. Last time I checked, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, JFK wasn't getting his military advice from the Mickey Mouse Club. What the hell did Annette Funicello know about war anyway? Now we go to TikTok, which is used to gaslight the American people. But they're not even good at gaslighting, unless you're talking about Joe with a big lighter after a bowl of beans. Meanwhile, be careful if you dare question joining the war. Then you become a traitor. Here are the co-hosts of The View, otherwise known as the Five Stooges, suggesting the DOJ investigate Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard. Really animal makeup for kids. <laughs> well, that's adorable. What do you think we could do to win this war? Oh, you mean the one started by your son, Hunter Biden? <laughs> With his pals at Burisma? Where's the laptop? Is it in this room? Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, honey. All thank right. you. You know, you don't expect the animal makeup girl to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who's this random middle-aged guy? Oh, yeah. Hello. Um, my name is uh, Charles F. D'Amelio. I'm a roofer from Pittsburgh. Okay. Why are you here? 
I don't know. <laughs> I suspect you may have confused me for Charlie D'Amelio, the 17-year-old girl with 130 million followers on the TikTok. That sounds right. So yeah. I tell you what, I'm gonna head out, but uh, first, um, y'all don't happen to have an extra one of those uh, COVID stimmy checks lying around by any chance, do you? <laughs> Uh, free not. Yeah, we don't. I'm sorry. But, all right, all right. Well, good luck with the world war. And uh, not that you care what a roofer thinks about Putin, but uh, maybe you should put someone up on a roof and uh, ping pong, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Amelia. All right. It's, um, it's down to you. What do you do? Who, me? Oh, I just go up behind people on the street with this weird pipe thing and I go, Muñeño, su papi Muñeño. What would you do about Ukraine? Um, I would go up behind the Russian tanks and go, Muñeño, su papi Muñeño. How did you get here today? You flew me first class from California. And on the plane, I went up behind the pilot and said, Muñeño, su papi Muñeño. That's actually the best plan I've heard so far. Hang on, you haven't heard from me yet. <laughs> Sorry I'm late, guys. <laughs> uh, for some reason, security was giving me a hard time. <laughs> okay, this is awesome. Who the heck are you? <laughs> oh, well, I'm just that guy who does a bunch of insane tricks using the toilet plunger stuck to my nipples. Uh, in terms of the most famous people on TikTok, it's like me and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Well, we were actually about to wrap this meeting up because it was clearly a bad idea. Hey, don't do that. Don't just yank the plunger off the nipple like that. You know, the idea of asking TikTok stars how to fight Russia might sound like a joke, but remember, they said the same thing about the radio in World War II. Never underestimate the importance of new technology and how it reaches young people in ways you can never understand. TikTok isn't some childish gimmick. It has more power and more influence than the nightly news. Well, that was truly inspiring, young man. Oh, uh, I'm 55. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna move this plunger to my crotch, attach a knife at the end, and try to slice an apple in half. <laughs> God bless America. And live from New York! It doesn't matter if they try or not. This this is what our media has been doing. Um, you have... She's such a fucking piece of shit. I mean, who the fuck votes for that girl? Seriously, she's a little girl. I just don't fucking get why you would vote for this. All right. Um, CNN Tech Journal needs cold shower after explaining how TikTok ban... Re- Rhetoric is inherently racist. A talk of a TikTok ban reaches fever pitch this week. Asian American lawmakers, civil rights leaders, and ordinary citizens warn that politicians' China rhetoric puts their communities at risk. As we're talking about TikTok, I just did a TikTok fucking edit because I don't know what happened. I had a screen open and it made some scary ass shit. I I don't. I don't even know what the fuck that was, but I jumped. I didn't want you to see that. Um, I was trying to get a picture. 
I had the opportunity to There ask it him. is. I'm going to get a picture. Um, to that guy's statement, what's the risk? The risk of getting up, beaten up by black people? Because that's what's happening. I mean, I, I'm not being racist. That's the data. It was African-Americans beating up Asian. The media just didn't talk about it because they never talk about that shit. They just keep lying. They lie and they lie and they lie and they lie. But this chick who knows nothing but has a nice rack and ass, they're still going to be doing Democrat shit. They're going to ban it and they're going to say it's banned for federal employees but they still use it. The left is using the shit out of it. And they're not going to stop it because that's how they trans the kids. Bite dance. Give a bunch of money to fucking AOC. You think that's going to stop? No. This is from Politico. It's like a fucking advertisement. It isn't going to stop. The left knows it's very important to have TikTok. So this fucking executive order is all bullshit. It's not going to accomplish anything. They are still going to be pushing their bullshit. It's never going to end. It's just fucking... It's so frustrating sometimes just watching these people be total fucking asshats. Just fucking asshats. We don't we don't even remotely have anything remote to a unbiased media anymore. They are so fucking crazy. biased it fucking hurts and i miss this but this this is what i'm talking about let me get back here boom ap fact check says medication abortions are safe for the baby i don't know how that could be true it kills the baby and a lot of women have to get dnc's just saying. And then we have, while all this is going on, oh, I guess I did have it. Well, fuck me. I am just screwing the pooch today on slides. Oh, I never picked them up. Well, we're going to do this live, so I'm not TikToking. I'm not TikToking the show. I only get one TikTok a show. Sorry, it's just hard to be motivated today. I I wanted to cover this, and the more I thought about it on my walk, I don't want to cover this. It's fucking horrible. CNN was going on the digital blackface again. That if you post memes, what's digital blackface? And why is it wrong when white people use it? They did a tweet on this, and I... I could not find where I did it because I've had so much activity this week. I and about a billion other people just wrecked. 
I mean, fucking wrecked their thread with the first black gif you could find. Sorry, my stomach is fucked today. I didn't eat all day yesterday. I, I was doing great because I had to. I got to go get an x-ray at one. And then I woke and I was just like, oh, motherfuck, somebody kill me. Um, But they put the first blackface. And I, in my tweet, said, if you got a problem, go to Google. They're as woke as they get, but you guys pressured them to have more POC memes and gifts. I'm doing a GG. And pregnant dudes. I mean, that's what you wanted. So then they went and did it, and now you're saying you're a piece of shit because you use it. It's like that crazy shit about Wakanda. Matt will remember that show because he's listened to everyone. God bless him. But they got pissed because white kids wanted to be Black Panther. But isn't that what you want them to do? Have black heroes? That's a good thing? Nope. This shit is just, I mean, once again, no administration could get away with MAGA House Republicans proposed proposals would slash funding for border security, a move that could allow nearly 900 pounds of fentanyl into our country. We need more resources to secure the border, not less. Motherfuck, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? You've let five million motherfucking people come over. But yeah, it's those mega Republicans. You're on it like a fat kid on a donut. I don't even want to talk about this. The Taliban talking shit, posting videos of all the shit that they have that is our shit, that we left him because he had a timeline. And once again, I I hate repeating things, but I remember, I I fucking remember Trump wanted to do it and they said no way and then Biden wanted to do it and they said yay. And here we are. That, that's that's wrong. So, going to do a happy soundbite, and then we'll do our ending. Um, I got teary-eyed off this yesterday, and I tweeted them, but they ignore me. R- Rob Schneider just ignores me all the time, um, which is cool. That, that's his prerogative. He's a superstar. I'm a nobody. But I, he sang a song, uh, the one from The Wedding Singer, and talk to Adam Sandler. And I guess I should have set this up better, but I'm really fucked up this morning because I didn't sleep. Um, he got the Mark Twain Award. And me and the wife both got teary-eyed because if you look back, Sandler, Spade, Carvey, Chris Rock, we grew old with them also. I mean, that was our date night when we were poor and we were floating checks to get pizza at the end of a month because we were fucking... I was a spec four and I didn't have any money. Um, they were movie night for when I had kids and grandkids and now we're all fucking old and it's hard to believe 
What Adam Sandler specifically has become, it's fucking amazing. A dude who said, Zabadoo! I mean, he's so many movies, gotten so many people. I mean, they had a lineup all night of people saying, thank you, Adam Sandler, for me having a career. Because he's just the nicest mensch, as they said. So here's our lighter fare, and we'll close the show out. to be here with all of Adam Sandler's friends and Pete Davidson. <laughs> Adam loves us all. And he shows his love by making us laugh, sharing his tremendous success with his family and the ones he loves, his friends. You know, people ask me, you know, why does Adam put me in so many movies? And it's, it's because he wants to laugh share his tremendous success with his friends. Plus, I will do the really humiliating shit that he won't do. (laughs) Once we escaped his crazy fame and we flew uh, to Hawaii and we went to the far side of the island and at some private house, you know, and immediately we got really paranoid that we were gonna get murdered and no one would find our body for weeks. And then there was some guy working in the backyard on the building at one in the morning and he was wearing flip-flops and a tank top and short shorts, which is like his official Hawaiian maintenance gear. Anyway, we said hi and he turned around and he had this one milky eye. And Adam said to me, just like that, he said, you're gonna play him in a movie. And and I knew he meant it. I knew it, you know. And I swear to God, it was like 12 months later, I'm wearing flip-flops, I got short shorts, and one milky eye going, you know, like, this one, my good eye. (laughs) The thing about Adam is most rewarding, being his friend and being able to, like, someone who's, you've been so kind enough to share your success with me, is, is to see the impact of what it means for people. Because comedy and laughter... It's like music, and it's like really good music, and it's like really good food. It has an emotional memory attached to it. When you make somebody laugh, like Adam has done, you make them laugh with your family, with your kids and your grandparents. They remember that forever, and that's why you're so loved. Anyway, I love you, brother, and there's no other way for me to end this but, but this way, with our good friend Dan Vola. I met you 33 years ago before we got on Saturday Night Live. I was making copies when the Cajun man arrived. It's been quite an inspiration growing old with you. You put me in like 25 movies. How about we do 50 more? To get even closer to you, I'm gonna move in next door. I'll watch you drink your coffee through binoculars as I grow old with you. You've made some great flicks. You rule Netflix. You make people laugh like there's nothing to it. You play weirdos. You grew a beard to hide your chin. 
If you ever need a boost, you know I'll tell you, you can do it! You wrote the Hanukkah song, a celebration of the Jews. You bite your tongue whenever I say something crazy on Fox News. <laughs> I'll try not to get you in too much trouble, but no promises. As I grow old with you, you sing funny songs for us, make me say hippopotamus. You've made movies for 30 years, man, what incredible endurance. You do dramas, you love your mama. You're why the half the people here have their SAG health insurance. <laughs> it's true. You've got two beautiful daughters and a wonderful wife. I know Big Stan is looking after you every day of your life. I love you like a brother. Thanks for growing old with me. That's why we went to all this fuss to say Thanks for growing old with us It was really, really moving. I thought it was fantastic. So when I initially wrote up this uh, show, uh, my intent was to start with the tornado. Um, there was some interesting video that came out of it um, with weathermen and something you just don't see a lot. So I want to touch that now because it's actually moving. radar error here that's a huge radar error on that but that still shows likely a strong tornado here just east of Amory how far to Amory are we talking about let's get a storm track that has everything I could put on it on it for a moment and then I'm gonna move that down just a little bit actually I'm gonna move it to the middle I'm gonna try to cram as much stuff on here as I can for a moment because I want to keep Amory city grid on this and again assuming we're moving 65 miles per hour. I would say the western few streets in Amory were now less than two minutes away. This is a strong, life-threatening tornado that's going to move either extremely close to Amory or in through the northern part of the city of Amory. And here's the thing about this. Y'all trust me too much, okay? I tell you where it goes and some of you are like, that's where it's going to go. But the reality is, is that this could cha be changing directions, okay? So Amory, we need to be in our tornado safe place. We got a new scan coming in here as we speak. Oh, man. Like, north side of Amory, this is coming in. Oh, man. <sighs> Dear Jesus, please help them. Amen. Okay. So, this is going to track along Highway 25. Unfortunately, this is cut farther, a little bit more east. 
So I have it slightly behind me there. This is going to cross the Highway 6 bridge within the next 20 seconds or so. Is that first? You don't see that a lot. Um, it's got to be hard for meteorologists because they know it. I mean, now with the new radar, you see the debris. It's not like it's it's um, the old days where they kind of thought or they looked for hooks. Before we do our This is America, I think it, it's this is one of those ones that um, I bookmarked and I've been kind of floating around. We will never be diverse enough, inclusive enough, or equitable enough, because if we were, all the DEI employees would lose their job. They will always find new grievance to keep their employment. And I think that's very, very telling. Um, It's true. I mean, there are people that have just kept their jobs, like Torre. What is white culture? I mean, that's some racist-ass shit. I mean, you, you couldn't say that anywhere else. I mean, if you said that about any other race, I mean, Jesus Christ. But that's how he keeps his job. Him and that lady from ESPN and all the grievance people. This is Matt Talibi. The fucking IRS came to his house and... Uh, If that doesn't scare the shit out of you, I don't know what does. Because this is what Democrats get away with. This is why Democrats scare the shit out of me. They just scare the shit out of me. So, we're going to play our first one. It is PBS, um, the American Master series. And this was a documentary about Fauci. that they did and I just want again going off the rant I had last time that is so apropos I mean not saying like I'm foreseeing the future but I talked about this shit last podcast about these are the people that walk around with action figures of politicians in their purses you gotta be mental to do that to just think anybody Walking the earth is that awesome. I think David Spade and Rob Schneider and Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Dana Carvey. I think those people are fucking amazing. I think they're next level humans because they bring joy and funniness. Chris Farley. Those are my idols because they're people that bring joy. Politicians are just a bunch of fucking liars. That's all they do is lie. Right, left, in between. It doesn't matter. They're liars. They all lie. I I said that to some lady who was going Waco. She didn't even reply. But I got a bunch of likes and they were liberals because it's true. They just lie. But this kind of idolatry for Fauci, a guy who fucked up AIDS killed beagles, funded gain of research, and admitted he lied numerous times. There's no such thing as a noble lie. We live in a free society. These people work for us. This isn't China. You ruin people's lives. 
over COVID. I'm one of them. I've lost fucking everything. My dignity, my job, my Jeep. I can't fish anymore. You took it all away on a lie. And the division and the hatred. I was in the commissary yesterday. There were gay men walking around with masks on. They don't even work. They admitted it. But yeah, we pay PBS to make this Russian bullshit. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. The motivations of these people who are attacking me, they speak for themselves. We're dealing with a completely hyper hostile partisan group who fundamentally, I guess you could say, hate me for reasons that I think I can figure out because, you know, I stand for something that may be inconvenient for them. It's called the truth. That is a thousand percent different than the AIDS activists. They were trying to get me to see what the truth was for them. We're here. I don't understand them, and I don't think I ever will. I just don't get the idolatry of the left. This is a chat AI. I was going to put it in the funny section, but then I, I moved it here. I just took every vaccine in a shipment that was supposed to vaccinate all of West Africa. Remember, he's asking a chat bot, an AI chat bot. That's 2.6 million doses. I shot it into my ass with lots of syringes. Should I be afraid of COVID-19 vaccine toxicity? No, you should not be afraid of COVID-19 vaccine toxicity. The COVID-19 vaccine are very safe and effective. The vaccines have been rigorously tested and monitored. Blah, blah. Blah. Yeah. Humans are programming them. They are still going to be woke. Any, any way you look at it. Then we got the Lincoln Project. And I don't know if I got the tweet. No, I didn't. Well, I just fucked that up. Oh, let's just do Vinman since I got to fuck up. Because this is like, once again... I remember when I was director of European Affairs and Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson berated me for Zelensky inauguration for not doing more to help Ukraine. But that's before he spent the 4th of July in Moscow. That is all lies. It doesn't do it. But I didn't get the whole tweet. They have this tweet. Governor Ron DeSantis wants to be the next Republican president, yet he doesn't remember the day every American can never forget. He's not ready for prime time. Readers added contents. They thought people might want to know. The video is intentionally edited to cut out the context. DeSantis is answering where he was in his life at the time because 9-11 had led him to give up a potential high-paying job to instead serve in the Navy. Full clip on YouTube. This is how the Lincoln Project rolls. Thank you. 
It was the beginning of a school day. A beautiful September morning at an elite private school. The teacher, a young Ivy League graduate. At some point, just after 8.46, the room goes quiet. Perhaps some got a call on their cell phone. Perhaps another teacher burst in with the news. Like all of us, every person in that room remembers exactly where they were on 9-11. All of us, except Ron DeSantis. Where were you on 9-11? You know, I was, um, uh, I think I had just graduated college and was kind of not a care in the world, and all of a sudden, boom, you know, it happened. Replies to this bullshit. How is this even possible? This is a scummy ad. What a scumbag advertisement. You guys have no shame. Exploiting pain over 9-11 to tax someone for comments you were taking out of context. He was speaking about the big picture of where he was. Went from being a happy kid to living in a new reality. He literally served on 9-11. Is there anything you people won't bald face lie about? No, nothing. I'm really surprised because the big thing now is that he force-fed people. This is still allowed. This is violent apartheid government Israel. Don't look away. Readers' contents. The contents of videos of the Israeli police were separating a fight among Palestinian teenagers at Damascus Gase. Thank God they let us do this. Shemgate, Jerusalem, with blood and spirit, we will redeem Alaska. It, the violence started between two groups among them, so you know if you see bogus propaganda as if they got beaten, which then required the police to intervene. But, you know, we don't, we don't fucking regulate the left. Why would we? Fuck, they're the good people. It's only right-wing extremism. Antifa doesn't exist because... White right-wing extremists are going after them, and they call everything Antifa. Well, nobody's calling the shooter Antifa. They're calling them trans. And then our last soundbite. She had an MSDNC contact contract secured while still on taxpayer play, salary as the White House press secretary. Not a single journalist questioned the ethics of this. Not a single one. This is somebody dogging her for not communicating well. I'm doing it because there is no way in fucking hell a con could go from the White House to having a show. Dana Perino didn't get that. Okay, so if you're having a hard time following, you're not alone. But let me try to recap here. It's nothing more than a territorial dispute, but the person overseeing this little territorial dispute is a war criminal. But at the same time, we have to worry much more about our own border than said war criminal. Got it. Okay, I think. And look, I know there are politics involved here. Of course there are. This is a potential presidential primary that he's going to get himself engaged in. But this isn't just about positioning in a Republican primary. The rest of the world actually watches stuff like this very closely including Vladimir Putin. And if he sees the two leading Republican candidates for president waffling on support for Ukraine, it gives him incentive to wait out the next year and a half and continue to pulverize Ukrainian civilians, rather than even being open to negotiating anything. 
So Ron DeSantis may think this is just another political issue to manage in a primary, but what he is saying could actually impact the war. Europeans are watching this too, and if they think the United States may waver in their support, that can impact their calculus as well. Look, I was with President Biden on his first overseas trip as president when the most common concern he heard from other foreign leaders was whether they could depend on our commitment to our values and to our partners after four years of Donald Trump. How long would it last was their question. And you better believe that those concerns will resurface if they are sensing a return to the isolationist sentiment from the leading Republican candidates for president. Now, it may be that Ron DeSantis has lurched away from Trump on this issue and is a firm supporter of helping Ukraine. It may be that he's lurched back. I honestly can't tell. But what I do know is this. Consistency matters. Commitment to values matters. And at the moment, Ron DeSantis isn't showing much of either of those. Up next, Congressman Maxwell Frost, Weekend Routine. We and here are a few things I, you know, I guess I just said the last one, but you know, I was going to cover this next show, but let's just do it right now. Krasenstein brothers have been around forever. They were a bunch of liars, worked for CNN, lied, did a lot of lying. Just, they lie a lot. Newsflash, they're straight teenagers performing much more provocatively than this on a daily basis. In fact, even taking places in schools with cheerleaders and dance students and gyms where gymnasts dance with skimpy outfits on. Why is it only a problem when it's a trans kid well this is a 13 year old and gay men are all around her screaming And now, lastly, a man a man TSA you've probably already seen it I had this actually in comedy. Um, I'll be honest. I I thought this fucking shit was 
it's it sums everything else. Hi, so a TSA agent at JFK punched me in the genitalia, yelled at me for having a penis, and humiliated in front of everyone after I told her to please stop. I doubt any of that happened. She followed me to the woman's bathroom again, talking about me to a coworker while I sobbed in a stall. Any know what I can do? Crying. Trying to be a female. There's more pictures. It's that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Not at all. It, it just didn't happen. But in our world right now, the stats show this is this is a big problem. And this is why. Actual stats. And we will cover this next podcast. Because I kind of don't want to go over on time. And this one has kind of wiped me out, um, to be quite honest. I, I just hate these podcasts. I hate, I hate covering stuff like this. of people who call themselves trans have not used hormone treatment. An even larger majority, 84%, have not had surgery. Most of them, 77%, told researchers they simply change the type of clothes they wear and or their hairstyle. And then the worst stat that I've been pounding on this show... Transgender has replaced anorexia as the preferred social contagion of middle-class white teens who want to desexualize and control their bodies. Fingers crossed that sterilizing kids and removing their organs doesn't have a long-term effect, and it will. For young girls, this is the thing. This is how they get attention. And with the mental illness... On top, it's a scary concoction when you hammer on top. There's a trans genocide. White supremacists are coming to get them. When states ban drag story hour and say you can't detransition a child until legal age, you're killing trans people. That's how you get the shooter. And from my sister, big sis in Colorado, this picture, that little girl being murdered. Murdered. You know, I put this together last night. I went to bed. And all I could think about is those poor kids getting chased down with a gun. Little kids in a Christian school. Jaded, yes. But under values and happiness and going to school every day. I mean, initially people were saying she was bullied at a Christian school. With no proof. But, of course, that's easier to explain that a trans person would murder children because trans are the greatest thing that's ever happened to America now for our media. It is instant woke. It's instant activist. If we can get all these little kids to become non-binary, 
they'll vote for us. That's all they're thinking about. They don't think about the mental health, the physical abuse that is happening to these children when they pull parts of their bodies off to make genitalia. We have spent all our time worshiping Dylan Mulvaney and the administration made him a spokesperson. A man who mocks the very essence of what women are. If you you followed the show, I played the early ones where it was every caricature of a woman. He was doing it all at once. It was so contrived and insulting. And as stated, all they focus on, and I just did little slices today. I could have played, this could have been a five-hour podcast of everything I played over the last two weeks building up to this moment. I don't give a fuck that Will Carlisle ban blocked me. I don't care that he doesn't see it. They're not going to. They'll lose their job if they go into a newsroom today where they're being told they're anti-trans at the fucking New York Times is anti-trans. They just had a walkout and building an anti-racist newsroom. How does a guy like Will Carlisle from Australia walk into the USA Today and go, hey man, there's this this trans day of vengeance coming up and man, it's pretty violent sounding. Antifa's part of it. How does he do that? He can. He'll lose his job. How has Chuck Todd saved his job? By going as far woke as he could go so he can get people to watch. He's woker than the MSNBC shows of that time. And this week, with the Clinton communication strategist for his campaign. I mean, he's a newsman. And I laugh about it in a non-laughing situation because it's just comical. This poor little girl is dead because for the last two months, all you've heard on the media, on liberal talk radio, is that white supremacists are forcing legislatures in states to ban books showing blowjobs. The little kids don't need to say that's pornographic. Drag story hour that I don't know why you would take a child to watch that. You might as well go to a strip club because it's the same fucking thing. And you couldn't do that. You couldn't take your kid into a strip clubs where women were showing their gooch. You can't do that in our country. And evil white supremacists are stopping parents who are too scared to say, no, I don't want to do this. That's why schools are just doing it on their own and getting caught doing it. Because they're woke. And they get gratification and acceptance of kids calling them Zur. I mean, the last show, what the fuck was that girl? Yeah, yeah, I TikToked it. Here it is. My name is Horace, and I'm a red-tailed hawk. 
In our world, I do have the body of a hawk, but while fronting, I consider myself a Therian, because I am in a human body, but my identity is still a hawk. 683, it wasn't the last show. I'm a fucking hawk. But I'm really a Therian. It's like Star Trek and shit. After the original Star Trek, I don't know where the fuck we're at now. I tried, all in different versions, but I can't keep up with it. We got motherfuckers who think they're hawks. And they're getting gratification off children. And those people have more power in the country than the parents who are now domestic terrorists for the Biden administration. That's where we're at. And that's how we get to this. That's how we get to this poor little girl dying, this beautiful family losing their daughter. Because we validated red tail fucking hawks and dudes being chicks and chicks being dudes. And we never once said, what the fuck? What are we doing? No. You should not be able to discriminate against these people. No. You shouldn't be able to beat these people. No. You shouldn't be able to murder these people. But there aren't people murdering them. And there's not people beating them. Because they have so much goddamn power that an 80-year-old fucking mushmouth president has a dude who's been playing girl for 380 fucking days on the payroll. And a media that say it is don't say gay bill because parents ask their legislatures to stop having schools show pornography to their kids and dudes in dresses with their balls and dick hanging out and story out. That's where we're at. Full page run-ups in the USA Today about QAnon or Boogaloo coming to get drag story and instead they find Antifa with guns. That was a fucking month ago. Antifa with guns. Two days ago, Antifa doesn't exist. The right is running around with guns. Today, we're talking about a trans girl that probably was linked to Antifa and BLM riots who thought she was a dude, was in a Christian family, absorbed all of it, and took a long gun and killed this little girl. That's where we're at. Nobody in the media is going to say that. No politician is going to get up there and say it because they can't. Because the red tail fucking hawk has more power than you do. It's like a fucking Greek tragedy. This is how Rome fell. That's where we're at as a country. We're letting fucking lunatics, real lunatics, dictate policy for fuck's sake. What the fuck happened? How did we get here? I mean, I think it's Obama. But you can't even blame him for all this fucking crazy ass shit. Every institution, every 
company. Everything is this. LGBTQIA plus 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 EIEIO CRT BLM Anifa's a concept and there's white supremacists everywhere but you never see the story how they shot people up you never see the story of them even protesting since the tiki torch and now More than ever, I question the Tiki Torch was even real because we've had the Lincoln Project have people run up as white supremacists with KKK flags. And protest. Do we remember? Governor's race, Virginia. Do we remember J6 videos of them changing out of Mega? I mean, this is all interconnected and it is the big lie. The big lie isn't 2020 election was stolen. That can't be the big lie because you're still saying 2016 was stolen. That evil cabbage patch has said it. Chucky doll. I just played her on MSDNC. She still says it. She says it. She said it as a fucking press secretary. Russia stole the election. That can't be the big lie. The big lie is you're a bigot if you don't want your kids to read porn in grade school, see dudes with dicks dance with dresses, and address their freaky ass teacher who shouldn't be around kids because they have a mental illness as Zur or a red tail fucking hawk. That's where we're at. Saying all that I just said makes me a domestic terrorist because politically it doesn't work for the Democrats because they need the red tail hawks to fucking vote for them. And run cover while they're letting 5 million motherfuckers across the border. While they're letting the world implode. While they're funneling money to fucking Ukraine for a war that is never ending. And oh, by the way, just a couple days ago, a bunch of our people got fucking hit by Iranian missiles. That they still want to do a nuclear deal with. Because for some reason, them getting nukes works good. It balances something. All I could think is they're so caught up in Israel's bad and our media is in a full-fledged campaign about the evil Israeli government that they think if Iran has nukes, it's going to balance things out. Who the fuck is nuking anybody? The only person nuking is Putin's talking about it and you motherfuckers keep on pissing it off. Two Years, two months ago, a guy that I despise was POTUS. The border was more secure. We didn't have mass shootings every goddamn weekend. We didn't have mentally deranged people on the payroll of the White House. We didn't have a proxy war. And gas prices energy prices, food prices, we're all less. 
and he was supposedly the biggest danger to democracy we ever had. Now, by no means am I endorsing. I don't want that motherfucker even run. Part of me wants him to get charged. So he'll just go the fuck away, and we can get a decent candidate to get a broom and sweep out all these non-serious people out of Washington and start fresh. Because we will not address what really killed this little girl. The ban they're talking about, my AR upstairs, fits in that. It doesn't have a bayonet stud. It's a semi-automatic rifle. It is a low-powered deer rifle. That's all I own. It just looks menacing. But their ban won't stop her from getting a rifle and going with a semi-automatic rifle, even 10 magazines or 10-round mags. She still would have shot shit up. It's not the gun. It is the rhetoric that you are doing on ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, CNN, MSDNC, Democracy Now!, WAPO, New York Times, LA Times, and the USA Today. You keep saying there's an existential threat in the form of Trump, Christians, white Christian nationalists ring a bell. Anybody? QAnon, Boogaloo, Three Percenters, groups we don't even know about. White supremacy is the greatest threat to America. And they're killing and there's a genocide of trans people. All patently hyperbole and false. Yet for the fifth time in the last four months, a trans person, a person of color, or a person linked to the liberal side of the political spectrum has grabbed a gun and killed people. It's not the gun. It's you. When the DNC can threaten everybody and a Republican says, go to the Capitol and protest peacefully and he gets impeached and you're trying to charge him. When tens of thousands of liberals can destroy cities, be bussed around, beat up Republicans in Washington, D.C. at the Republican convention. And nothing happens to them. But now 2,000 people who trespassed will be jailed for trespassing because they entered a building that the doors were opened up by the police. Not talking about the people that broke the window. They deserve to be in jail. Majority just walked in. You can't have that. 
you can't keep saying these things and think we're not going to have violence. Your own hyperbole says that. You say every time Trump says something, there will be violence, yet violence doesn't happen. Just J6. You go back through every violent event that happened during Trump's run for president. It was lefties that caused the violence. Initiated it. I played it on the show. A woman getting egged in a jersey somewhere in California. This can't go on. This little girl who lost every dream she ever had. Her family lost their little girl that you can clearly see they worked for because they got three boys. Because you want to win elections. It, It just can't go on. Or else she's just the tipping point or just the tip of the iceberg. It's just the beginning. April 1st, Trans Day of Vengeance. Watch how it's going to be carried, if it's carried at all. Watch how this story will go away really quick. It'll just disappear because it doesn't fit the demo white dude and nobody's asking why they're just blaming the gun so this wraps up another episode of flyover politic podcast please share with your family and friends go to fop podcast with a k flyover politics with a k at so almost fucked up went to the website didn't i soundcloud 482-467 at rumble and email at fop podcast at gmail.com I am a praying person and uh, I hope you too will pray for these poor people and for our country we're in a bad way. This isn't, and none of this is good. Nobody wins. You don't get political points for any of this shit. We just all fucking lose. So, next show will be. Um, I have an anniversary, 36. So, um, my intent is to do a podcast on the 31st, and then the third. Um, to see if anything came of this called protest. Until then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the AS. Thanks for listening. <laughs>